Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14, 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party, markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, markwelltherapy.com. True story. Uh, one of our most popular guests uh, is Matt Dugmany Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, that's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you can go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825, possibly get a one-on-one. -on -one. Specializing in criminal law, located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. Hi, there it is. Episode 152 of the BS podcast. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey, right there in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. He's the Nader Tater Bader Masturbator. That is the host of a Mexico moment with Nate and Alexis. Uh, Nate, how you doing, buddy? Hola. Hey. How you guys doing? Yeah, superstar. Everybody's loving your new <laughs> podcast on the BS Network. And with me, Ooh. of course, is Nikki D. There she is. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. And Nelson, who is off camera, but he's making sure that we're all recorded. As we go through this transitional period in the podcasts and in the radio and in the life and all that good stuff. You know, I, I when when we moved out here, do you still feel like, Nikki, living in Sacramento that we're at, like, camp? Yes. You do? I do. Okay. I, I'm feeling like a native. Yeah, because you have a house. I just bought a house. <laughs> of course you do. Isn't, it, isn't that how that works, Nate? Once you, once you, you know, lay some groundwork, you're a native. Well, I think a native is if you're born or raised there that's the old school definition this is the oh, new okay. school definition he it's, made up his own definition it's spelled differently it's spelled with a c yeah <laughs> oh so you're a, you're a native american then uh, I, i'm a native sacramento yes that, that, that is yeah what do they call people from sacramento sack sackie sackies hacky sackies Sack. <laughs> hacky sacks sack sacks there's a guy that we work with he's the coolest dude in the world he's an older gentleman his name is charlie he's the hardest working guy i've ever seen in this business he is Loves his job. He loves radio. He loves people. He is just a great person. He's a fantastic human being. I just could hope one day to be any an ounce of what this man is, right? And I passed him at work uh, today, and he was wearing this really cool hat. It was a, a like kind of an old school baseball cap, and it was black, and it had an orange bill, and then it had sack in these you know a good like a good uh, varsity font. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I said, where it was? What is that hat? And I'm not even a hat guy. Go, what is that hat? Is that Sac State? And he says, no, it's the minor league team for the Giants. I forget what they're called. They're called like the, the, the Rangers, the Wood Rangers, or something like that. But it's cool. Like, Sac's got a lot of cool stuff. Sac. And that's what we call it. We call it Sac, Nate. Sac. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. Sac. It's cool. So Sac. I bought a house. I don't know if you saw on the social media that I bought a house. And yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, I saw your video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done like the tour yet inside. I want to wait till I get some furniture and, and all that good stuff. Um, well, this week, you know, when this airs, my family will be here and our, one of our pods will have popped up. So I'll have my studio stuff and I can start putting it all together, which I'll start really doing after they leave. 
I bought a lot of properties in my life. You know, not a, I mean, not crazy now, but I bought enough to know how the process works. I know how to do it. Right? The process was fine. The, like the, the mortgage people, our real estate agent here was amazing. Uh, I've never met sellers that were bigger dicks than these people that I purchased this house from. They were the biggest assholes. <laughs> and for, you know, like, you know, there's certain, there's certain people that you run into that are, that are <laughs> assholes. <laughs> you know, there's certain people that are assholes, right? That, you know, you're like, okay, I get it. You deserve it. I maybe deserve it. You're in a spot and you can kind of justify their assholiness. There was no justification for this. It really wasn't. The stuff they did, there was no rhyme or reason. It was What were they doing? Well, it started when we looked at the house. Like before we even decided to buy the house, when we were just shopping around. And then we fell in love with the the, the house. It's a beautiful, beautiful property. Beautiful piece of property. And it's a lot different than my spot in Atlanta. Like we don't get the backyard. We've got a backyard. It's got a pool and a hot tub and you know a spot that I can put my KJ in a sitting nice. area. But it doesn't have that big green area that we have at our house in Atlanta. You know, we're not getting the, the fire pit that we never used anyway. So we don't have that. So there's no yard work. There's no grass. People don't have oh, grass shit. here. They don't have grass at all. Where are the, where are the dogs going to poopy? Well, so. He's going to build it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was four things that we were looking for when buying a house. We were look, And I'll get back to the assholiness. There are four things that we were looking for when we were buying this house. One was um, a pool, because I wasn't going to put a pool in. Overall, the theme was I don't want to do a lot of projects, because you guys remember when I bought the house in Atlanta, how many, I was, every weekend I was doing something, right? Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. I really did. I don't mind projects, but I'm, I'm just over them. right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm done. And, <laughs> and so uh, this house has been fully renoed. It's a fairly new house. You know, it was built in like the 2000s or something. So a pool, a walk-in closet, uh, a place for me to have my studio. It's not. It's nice, but it's 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 not the golden. It's not the OG Golden Scissor Studio. Nothing's going to be able to top that. No, nothing. Right. At all. You know, it's there's just a, a a vibe, a love for that place, uh, and then a place for the dogs to to potty. There's no grass, but there's poor, like on the side of the house, or one side in particular, they like where the AC is. It's just a long stretch. It's a pretty good size. And it's got stones, and I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to put the, a lot of people have fake grass here. They even put fake grass in their front yard. Nice. No yeah. mowing. Yeah, it's like Phoenix in that regard. Vegas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas, too. There's oh, no, yeah. no grass because it doesn't, it's too hot. It never rains. So, uh, yeah, they, they just, everything stones. And if you go out of your way to try and put grass in in those places, your neighbors will ostracize you. Because uh, my, my ex-wife's aunt lived in Phoenix. And she was from Iowa, so she wanted Kentucky bluegrass in her yard. And right. they changed the HOA laws and guidelines or byline bylaws or whatever so that no new homeowner could come in and do that. Really? Because you're, you're whatever. I guess you're just wasting. And because it the for how hot it was, they had to plant three different types of grass every year and regrow the grass every year, Nate. It didn't just come back. So what, that, what, what I get from the grass thing is... I just saved 150 plus dollars a month for uh, lawn service. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way I look. Totally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, this California thing's already saving me some money. This is great. <laughs> uh, so we found it in this house, you know, and then we started the negotiation, and they were they they did not negotiate properly. Let's put it that way. Like a negotiation is okay. We're asking this, but you ask high. We're going to come in low. You know that. I mean, it's the game. It's been going on for the beginning of time. Centuries. Right. And they come back and they're like, well, we'll come down to this. And you go, eh, we'll just go up to this. And then you meet in a happy medium. So for conversation's sake, if they're asking 10, I offer five. You meet at seven and a half. Right? That's, that's a good negotiation. Right. That's, a, that's how you negotiate. Yeah. Well, it was, they were asking 10. We came in at seven. They came back at ten. Oh. <laughs> That's not how this works. We came back at eight. 
They came back at 10. <laughs> we came back at 9 and settled for nine and a quarter. <laughs> okay, so. so maybe they did play the game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe they did. Well, you know, we were in a spot, and then we found out they were in a spot where they had already purchased a new house, a new build, and they spent over their budget. So they needed as much money as they could get. Like, I'm supposed to be sympathetic to that. I don't care. That's not <laughs> my problem. That's not my fault. The, so anyway, that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I was like, it's fine. It's still, you know, what we're paying for the house is well within our budget, and we're very happy. And the main thing was I wanted my wife to be happy. I wanted Rach to be happy, and I wanted bees to feel uh, comfortable when she moves out here. So it's not about me. It's fine. Whatever. So we start the process, and we're going through the lender and how I'm doing this. And they're, like, demanding to have a 30-day close, which I was like, that's cool. You know, sooner the better, right? Mm-hmm. But they were adamant about it. They're like, yeah, you, you're not, we're not doing it unless you do it, you know? I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I've got no problem closing in 30 days because they needed the money. And making them sound like strippers or something. Right. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, they were in a bad way with the mob. <laughs> Everything I say, I'm going I'm to finish it up with because they needed the money. <laughs> I saw them one time. We were over there. They needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> they did. She was trying to wipe up something dry with a dry paper towel. Well, they we know how you feel money. about dry. Well, they needed it. Well, I think they overheard us that day. They probably did, and they should have because it was nasty. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so we're like, okay, so you just kind of wait and sit back and you know let the money stuff kind of kind of play its part, and you have a closing date and stuff. But I was like, well, you know, I want to get over there because I need to measure some stuff. Because now I'm thinking in my head, I've got a timeline. I've got 30 days. Rach and B's are coming, you know, on this day. And if we're closing on this day, I only have literally hours before I can prep this place in order for my family to be here because I want it to be perfect. I want everything to be perfect, right? And it can work. Right. Again, there's always a shot on the pool table. That's my life motto. And, uh, and so... so so then we were able to figure out to close early, like two days early. So now I have two or three days before my family gets here. Uh, and I purchased some new furniture, a new couch. I'm getting rid of the big gray. By the, oh, by the way, there's going to be a fire sale at the Bailey house. If it, Sorry, I don't have any snowboards, but I do have, <laughs> I do have some really, really good stuff. Like actually stuff that's worth something. So I've got I've got the man I've got the man room couch that's got to go we don't have any room for it oh shoot that's and nice that house is very nice yeah I know Nate's and like, comfortable can that fit in my TP here in Mexico <laughs> <laughs> can I carry that on can 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 that go in the overhead compartments <laughs> that couch has got a lot of memories like everything in that house has got memories this is going to be very very sad because I'm only going to be back one other time and then I'm going to be gone for good. Uh, and that'll be in May. And I know I've alluded to this on social media for all you two percenters of getting together. So if I put this together, your sorry ass better show up, <laughs> you know, for real, because I'm only in town for a couple days and I do want to see you. But don't give me an excuse like I've heard in podcast and pours previously where oh, I got to do this or my kid's sick or my kids. I got to take my kid to chemo. Like there's no excuse. No, you got to be there. Right? Yeah. Right. There's no excuse. They can reschedule Unless chemo. Unless you got to really take your kid to chemo. Yeah, like, of course. Let's be for real people. That was it's... a joke. I don't think it's hey, taking Does the machine have wheels? Come on. <laughs> I think the whole thing only takes like an hour anyway from what I remember mom going through. N- Nikki and I were having that conversation today, Nate. We were like saying um, some of the people that we work with, these new people that we work with, ha- haven't really got me yet. So they have not. They don't know like... <laughs> 90% of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is bullshit. <laughs> Listen, they are already ready to come to his house this weekend and get in his pool because oh, they yes. think he invited them. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was telling like certain people, I was like, yeah, you know, it was actually our midday girl. Our midday girl is awesome. Her name is Mickey. And and I said to her, I was like, yeah, you know, we close in the house and this and this and that. I was like, we got a pool. It's going to be a pool party. You know, one of those things. And uh, she's like, I'm coming. I'm like, damn right. Get your swimming trunks. And then I see her like the next day and she goes, I'm not getting in a bathing suit. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, you're having a pool party Saturday, right? I'm like, no. She goes, I thought you're inviting people. I go, 
No, I, I there's nothing in the house. That's what she told me when I came in today. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you going where? She's like, Bailey, um, he's having a party. Getting we're getting in the pool. <laughs> I said, Really? She's like, You're not coming. I'm like, I guess I am. He's he's heating it up. <laughs> I walk in here and I'm like, You're already inviting people to your house? And he's like, No. I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> what time we, we grilling? Right. <laughs> I don't even have a grill there. I wanted to know. I'd have to rent one. What are you doing? So back to the assholiness, and, and and so uh, they they allowed us to come over, you know, which is just kind of. I mean, you don't have to. By the rule, you you know, no, you can't get in the house until you buy it, kind of thing. I get that, but it's common courtesy. Like when we sell our house in Atlanta, which will be on the market probably early May. I'm going to repaint the walls. I'm going to have Certipro come out, repaint the walls. I'm not going to patch it up. You know, and then patch up the paint because it never looks the same. I want whoever buys it to have it move in ready, right, as best as possible, because that's common courtesy. That's what you do when you're selling a property. So we go in there, and they're—I guess—they're moving this stuff by themselves, which is crazy because they had some really big, heavy furniture. They did. And uh, and, and one of the like we're like we asked the agent, I was like, any of the stuff they're leaving because they had some nice stuff, like really nice stuff. And then we found out this huge mirror that's hanging in the foyer they were willing to part with for $50. So we're like, done. We'll buy it. We go in after we close. The mirror is gone because they never asked for the $50. I mean, it was like, I forgot about it. But just ask for the uh, like I got it. Actually, I got it on me right now. You can have the $50. I'll give you $60. I can't even give you $50. I'll have to give you $60. <laughs> wow. So they took the mirror. Bastards. And they took the Damn safe. It. Well, they, he, the, the safe was this thing. So. Are you, anyway, are you still bringing the divorce mirror? Yeah, of course. The divorce mirror goes everywhere. Okay, at least you got that. It's the be- It's it's good luck. What are you talking yeah. about? You know, <laughs> Rach feels like she got it in the divorce. It's like one of her favorite things from my first marriage. <laughs> so uh, so we go to the house. I'm, I'm, really, the only measurements that I was taking were was were in the, my new Golden Scissor studio. And Nikki D's helping me out. We got the tape measure. We got the blue tape. And we're doing our thing and this and that. And I noticed this stain in the corner. And we kind of talked about it. I thought we were, I thought we were quiet. I, I mean, I thought we were too. But I mean, it is an open space, so maybe they were right underneath where we were standing. The next thing we know, this woman runs in with a. <laughs> <laughs> what was the stain on? It was on carpet or it was hardwood? just on the ground. No, it's all hardwood throughout. Well, it's LVT, but it's it's all you know. There, there's no carpet. That's one of the things that we liked about it because we'd have to take up the carpet anyway. You know, so I was like, no projects, no projects, no projects. I mean, there's a couple things we're going to have to do, but it's easy. Like, I've, you know, the, the engineer that we work with, he's an awesome dude. This guy, Seth, he's over there currently right now <laughs> hanging fans for me. house. <laughs> but he's awesome. Like, I was like, I need help. I don't know. I don't have a guy. In Atlanta, I have a guy for everything. I have two guys for everything. I don't have any guys yet. I haven't got a chance to go out and meet some guys. <laughs> got to meet so, some guys. Now he's using the IT guy. No, he's an he's not an IT guy. He's an engineer. He's a good guy to have. He's a good guy to have. He's got a good yes. beard. Oh my god, yeah. Nate, you would like him. He's really cool. Ooh, nice. He, he's a really yeah. Cool he's guy. got a very Nate vibe. So, uh, so I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like, what did we do to these people to make them so mean? And then throughout the process, we'd ask questions, and then we found out some stuff about the house that they didn't disclose. Like the house had been renovated a couple years back. There was like. I don't want to say the amount, but it was a large amount of money for an insurance claim, a couple of them. And that's a red flag when you're buying a house. It's kind of like when you buy a car and you don't car uh, fax it, right? And, no. and 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 you find out that something's wrong with it or is it an accident and they didn't disclose it. You're supposed to disclose this information that they never disclosed. Now, part of this assholiness might be that I have briefly brought a couple of these <laughs> things up on the radio show. <laughs> that everyone knows he's on. Yeah, because this whole neighborhood. Nikki and I, Nikki and I were over there, and uh, <laughs> we were leaving, and this car speeds up and just slams on its brakes. It's a suburban, actually. Slams on its brakes in front. It was like the scene in The Hangover when they're coming out of the chapel, and the guys come up and they start, they start banging on the window, like, "Holy shit, what's going to happen now?" <laughs> and this woman jumps out of the car with a like a, a, a little nylon goodie bag. She goes, are you the homeowner, new homeowners? I said, well, I am. Everybody thinks Nikki and I are married, but I was like, I am. This is my friend and my coworker. And she goes, well, here's a goodie bag. And she gives me the bag, and it's the equivalent of 
the bags that we would get at boot camp. Hmm. You know, it would have like oh, yeah. a pamphlet and five flyers and maybe a menu to the Chinese restaurant. It was like, yeah. <laughs> nothing good. And so I was like, oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Thanks for thinking of me. That's very, she's like, I'm the president of like the community club, something. And I was like, oh, that's great. It's very nice to meet you. And she was just like talking really, really fast. And she uh, was like, well, and I went over to like shake her hand. She's like, I got to go. I got to go. I got, I thought she said, she's like, I got to go to chemo. I know this is weird. I brought that up. To her. <laughs> I thought that's what she said she had to do. I was like, okay. So she's going to be at podcast and pours. I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, okay. And, and then she goes, uh, what did she say? She said, uh, oh, she goes, oh, you're the radio guy. I'm yeah. Like, oh. That's what she said. You're the radio yep. guy. I don't oh, want shit. it. I don't want people to know in my neighborhood what I do for a living. No. They yeah. know. But now they're. They know, mm-hmm. right? They know. Like they, they know. They, you know, my man's like, I want to make a story. Yeah, so you gotta watch what you say about him. Yeah. Well, they gotta watch what they do to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a native. You don't treat natives like that. Oh okay. So, uh, so, so these people have been difficult. And then the the, the disclosure, I was like, well, I need paperwork. Like, I need to know what you did, why why it happened, because I, I can't get insured. Like one insurance company just said no. They didn't even want to hear the story. And so I go to uh, my insurance company and they're like, yeah, we just need to know like what they did and need to see paperwork. So I'm asking for this paperwork and they're not getting it to me. I'm like, you're the fools that wanted us to close so fast. Help me help you. Right. And, and they just refuse to do it for whatever reason. I have no idea. They're just being so difficult. And, you know, in your head, you're just picturing what type of people are these? Like these elitists, you know, like what type of individuals are they? They run a daycare or something, didn't they? They run a daycare in the house. And I don't know what the husband <laughs> does. supposed to be nice. But when we saw them, they looked like fine, upstanding citizens. Young couple, good looking couple. They looked like nice people. They just didn't talk to us. They didn't. They, they said hi and bye. I don't even think, I don't, I didn't get a hi or bye. I did. Did you? They said hi to me and probably they said Probably afraid bye. of you because it's probably the first black person in their house. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. doubt they were afraid of me. <laughs> I'm not selling this house to an interracial couple. <laughs> Got to be kidding me. So, uh, so, so finally, you know, we go to close after everything. And it's been a headache. And I have to, before you close on a property, most people know this, you have to do what's called a final walkthrough. You go through and you just make sure the house is in the same condition uh, that you saw it when you decided to buy it. And if not, you know, you you blue tape it. You do a punch sheet. And your real estate agent, your realtor is with you, and they take notes. I must have gone through a half a roll of blue tape. They did such a horrible job. They left screws. They left nails in the wall. They left shit everywhere. The place was filthy. It looked like a fraternity just moved out. And you're also supposed to clean it. You're supposed to pay a professional cleaner to come in. That's common courtesy. They didn't do that. They patched the walls. They Some places they didn't even repaint. The drawers are filthy. I mean, it was just so classless. And then I see this scratch on the door. Now, if somebody knows about doors, I know about <laughs> doors. All right. Nate, what have I always told you about me and doors? Oh, I've been to the door store with you. That's I picked wrong. up a couple of doors. With you. Exactly. So I know I know how you are. You're very particular about your doors. I am a door whore. Okay. I am. <laughs> if I were uh, if I were a cartoon, I'd be Dora the Explorer. Dora. The, OK, I get it. That was good. Yeah. That was good. So uh, if I were in a rock band, I'd be in the doors. Gotcha. Okay. You understand Crack what him. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. OK. Anyway, just make sure we're all on the same. Page. <laughs> we're there. Uh, so th- there's a scratch on the door. Now I know what it's like or what it takes because I can't do it. It's an art form to paint a door. It's an even bigger art form to stain a door properly. You can't just patch it up. You have to, cause you have to, if you're staining it, like this is stained, you have to stain it. You have to sand, you have to stain, you have to sand, you have to stain, you have to buff, you have to sand. You have to buff. It's a process. I saw a guy, this guy that works at Serta Pro in Roswell, Spend eight hours on my door in Atlanta. Eight hours. He was out there. He was out there from sun up to sundown. That's why our door is so beautiful. Because he's he's an artist. He's an artiste. <laughs> artiste. And so it wasn't even like a couple hours after this walkthrough, I get a text from my, my agent. And she says, they said they did everything. They just got done doing it. No way. No way. No way. No way. 
I'm like, I need to get in there tomorrow. So it was like, this was a Monday. We closed on a, we we're closing on a Wednesday. I wanted to get in the next day. One, I wanted to check their work, but I needed to, I knew that I'm going to, I know that I'm going to have to repaint this whole place. There's, they're not going to repaint it. It's just, that's just how it's going to be. That's fine. I don't mind it. I need a fresh coat of paint. I can't move into a house. My OCD is not going to handle it. I have all these little marks on the wall. So I wanted to get a couple painters to come out and give me some bids, some estimates. I was like, and I wanted it done before my family comes into town. Like, I'm really trying to get everything done. I had furniture being delivered in a couple days from this, and I had my pod being delivered and all kinds of stuff. They refused to let me in the next day. <laughs> Why do you think that is? And you know what they said? This, like, my agent replied, showed me the text from their agent. It was, he can set foot when he buys it. Or, no, 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 I'm sorry. The next time he sets foot in that house, he has to buy it or something like that. Oh, wow. They was being feisty. I didn't know they said that. And I have no idea why. I did nothing. (laughs) All I did was, hey, let me give you a lot of money for your house so you can move on with your life. That's all I did. Look at Nate. Nate's face is even dropping. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so, so what, you think that, like, they didn't do any of the stuff and they were just lying to you about it? Like, they... Well, no, then I buy the house and then I get in and then I'm able to see it. And what does it look like? What I thought it would look like. They just did something standing real quick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you still don't have to fix the door too. Uh yeah, or just keep it open all the time. You're not gonna keep it open all the time. <laughs> we got a screen door, it's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 bad. They left stuff, you know, they left like all these little safety things in the outlets and these safety things on the door handles and where the uh new Golden Scissors studio is going to be. They they had it as a movie room, so it's like wired for surround sound and, and a projector and stuff. And so where they had the movie screen in which they took along with our mirror, um, the, there was like this burgundy, I don't know, what do you call it? Like it's a, like a little curtain. Yeah, but it's not. It's a balance. I don't know. It's like, ugly. It's like a balance, right? And it's, it's really ugly. They left it what's there. A, what's a balance? It, a balance is like if you look at your window, you know, like if you have blinds, there's that thing at the very top of the window. It kind of like mm-hmm. covers up. The like, if you have blinds, it covers up the top of the blind so you don't like see the mechanism and it doesn't see like it gives it a cleaner line. And yeah, it's just uh, okay. It's so, just, so it's like a it's like a bed skirt for your your blind. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So they left it. All right. Cool. But it's yeah, dusty yeah, and dirty and gross. But you don't you you don't leave like what would why would you leave? The only reason you leave stuff like that behind is if you're lazy and you're being an asshole. They're being assholes. So, yeah. Sounds like they're leaving an apartment. It's exactly what it is. Like it, I, I, great, great point. I had flashbacks to college, and there were some times <laughs> where I was trying to, you know, getting out of an apartment. They're like, "You can't leave it like this." I'm like, why not? There's too many holes in the wall. You know, we're gonna take your deposits. You know, one of those types of things. Yeah. So anyway, that's um, my story with uh, moving into the house. But we, you know, we're in and we're happy. You can hear it in my voice. <laughs> you really are happy though uh, I mean I'm so I, I have I can't re- you know I, I don't want you know our listeners you know in Atlanta especially to think that I'm happy because I'm not in Atlanta around them I love Atlanta I and I'm going to cry when I step foot out of my house in Roswell I am um it's not I but I'm just like anybody else I got to go where there's work so uh this opportunity there's a lot on the horizon you know it's it's just not me and Nikki and Nelson doing afternoons in Sacramento. There's a there's a plan down the road. I've never had a company in my almost 30 years of doing this come to me and say, hey, we like what you do. We believe in you. We have a plan. You know? Right. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy. The people are great. So these are the few where I said, like, I have not met a negative person. And then when I do, I'm going to give them 100 bucks. Well, I ended up giving these people a lot more. <laughs> absolutely. You absolutely did. So I stuck to my word, but I just upped the ante a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You're covered for a while. Yeah, like years. <laughs> like a long, long time. So, uh, so yeah, so that's that. Uh, in the bonus content, after our guest, 
Um, we're going to my home. That was my home experience. Nelson's got a different one. <laughs> and I and I think everybody's really, really going to like this one because you're what, 40, 41, 41. <laughs> so says no one what I'm going to tell you in the premium two percenters content or bonus content when we do it after our guests. So uh, we will talk to our guest here. Remember, podcast, the Ooh, we get music. Podcastthebs.com and all of our social media. Please like and share. It's all listed up there. The YouTube at The Bailey Show. And for the radio stuff, you can download the podcast, in which I urge you please to do, because we look like superstars because of you guys as we're trying to build an audience here. But you can go in the Odyssey app. Everything's up. We got it all fixed, as well as thebaileyshow.com. Because I know there were some hiccups the first week. Yep. And that was not our fault. We were trying. It was supposed to be a seamless transition, and it wasn't. So if you kind of see what we're doing, we're transitioning from the podcast that we started with into the podcast that we're doing from the radio show that people wanted because of the things that we couldn't do on the podcast that we can do now. And yet also on the network, Nate now with his wife Alexis has the Mexico moment, long form, the clueless two, Brandon and Def August. Good to see they're still alive. And uh, and that's how it is. I mean, we just kind of have to roll with the punches. So uh, with that being said, let's talk to our guests. All right. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Just about everything needs to be insured in your life, right? So find the best in the business. That'd be Sean Camp at Country Financial. House, boat, motorcycle, car, you name it, needs to be insured. How do you get a hold of Sean? Easy. Call him. He'll pick up 678-519-9028. Tell him Jason said, hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife. 404-797-4600. That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor. And that's why I'm here to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Rachel Guy. She's your guy, and she's my wife, and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am rachelguy at gmail.com. Rodents get cold, too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh-uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. Inspectallservices.com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. Inspectallservices.com. And back to you, Jason. I've always had a thing for voice actor. We've had uh, numerous voiceover people on the show, voice actors. It's just the greatest gig ever. If you're that talented, and people don't realize how hard it is to do this stuff. It's not like, oh, you just have an interesting voice or a good voice. You go into a booth and you record the stuff. It's very, very difficult. Uh, and I'm guessing it's in the DNA because Seth MacFarlane is one of the best to do it. And his sister, Rachel McFarlane, is, of course, Haley, an American dad, the girl that I guess 50% of the country ha- loves to hate. <laughs> uh, an American dad, the new season is out uh, TBS Monday nights, 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Rachel McFarlane, how are you? I am good. You, you know, that you're right. I never really thought about that. Like 74 million people in this country probably hate me. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of the show, though, right? You know, it's the 50 50 split. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like Amer- American Dad. Is. American Dad was trying to make people laugh about politics before people decided they weren't ever going to laugh about politics, right? You know what? It was exactly what started the show. That's where it all came from. It was uh, 
success and Mike Barker and Matt Weitzman sitting around with their frustration about the George W. Bush administration Mm -hmm. and uh, Family Guy just been canceled. And they were trying to figure out what to do with all of that energy. And that's how American Dad was born. Wow. So it was a long time ago. It, it, it was, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a frustration over what was happening in the world. And, and then it just escalated and gotten even worse since then. Right. God, yes. It really, it really has. It has gotten <laughs> slightly worse. Um, and I have to say, I do appreciate your shout out to voice actors. Um, it is one of those funny things that I think people think is easier than it is. Um, and you're right that if you just have kind of a cool voice, you can do it. Um, and, uh, it is, it is not the case. It is a, an interesting profession. I remember season two and three of family guy when Seth would have celebrities come in and he would be like, God, they're just, it's funny. Like what a different art form voice acting is versus on camera acting. Cause it doesn't always translate, you know? Yeah, the the inflection, and you have to show the emotion in your words and in your inflection, making those faces and having the body language, but nobody can see it. It's it's a tricky thing to do, right? It is. Well, and it's also like I would never in a million years think that because I do voiceover that I could be an on-camera actor. So it's always sort of funny to me that it often goes the other way, where on-camera actors are like, I can do voiceover. Um, and believe me, my brother has put me in a couple of situations where I've had to do on camera and I'm terrible at it and I hate it. Voiceover is the best gig in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what has he tried to force you to do as far as in a movie? Not force you, you know what I'm saying. What does he try to rope you in to do, bro- do. brother, sister, and you just didn't want to do it? Um, well, he cast me in a little bit part in Ted too, and I had never done any sort of on camera and, you know, purposefully um and i remember <laughs> flying to boston and getting on the set and being like what uh, can we swear on this podcast where the f am i yeah and how do i do this and like will ferrell you know in talladega and it's like what do i do with my hands uh, um it was the most awkward <laughs> like two days <laughs> i remember just being like hi can we not do that experiment again please <laughs> i i would love to get i would love to to talk to your brother and get in his head because it's, it's so interesting. You know, you brought up Ted. So let's take the first Ted, you know, where, you know, uh, he has the guy from flash. Like why? That's so brilliant. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's just so yeah. brilliant. And he just does cocaine. That's hilarious. The, uh, nineties <laughs> observation of every song was a E I O U. I mean, that's just so brilliant. Yep. He has to sit down with a notepad all the time, writing this stuff out. I just think he has one of those brains that's just like a sponge Where for pop culture. I mean, I guess for a lot of things, too. He's a really smart guy. Um, and it just stays with him. The stuff that he remembers. He sent me a text the other day with a picture of a television. And it was a prop that they were using in the new Ted series. And he was like, look at this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like a cool 80s TV. And he's like, don't you remember? This was the exact TV I had in my room when I was, like, 10. And I was like, oh, my God. How do you, like, what? what is, how did your brain keep that stuff at the forefront? I don't understand how it works. But thank God it works the way it does because we get so much entertainment from it. Well, you can tell your brother next time. Now, this is not me saying this. This is just the rest of the world. Uh, you can tell your brother next time you talk to him that you went on the Bailey Show podcast and talked to Jason Bailey, who is his doppelganger. Everybody says I look like either Peter Brady or Seth MacFarlane. Oh, my God. He gets Peter Brady all the time. Peter Brady has been the one since childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's amazing. So um, me, me, him, Christopher Knight, we should probably go out sometime. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about Donny Osmond? Does he get Donny Osmond at all? Yes, yeah. Donny Osmond too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. So I'm like this. I'm a firm believer. There are worse people. No, of course there, there are. There are worse people. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer that everybody yep. comes from like five. I'm looking at you right now. I'm I'm looking at you right now. I can totally see it. Yep. S- see, there you go. Um, yep. No, I, I, yep, totally. You kind of look like our cousin too, in a funny way. 
Uh, actually, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to the mall today to take a DNA <laughs> test at one of those kiosks. So I might be your cousin. I might actually be Jason <laughs> McFarland. <laughs> what, what did Rachel? What did you do for your birthday that you just had? Because we're the, now the same age, by the way. Are you a bicentennial baby? Yep, you are. Aren't you? Nineteen seventy-six. Uh, well, I'm seventy-five um, though. Oh, you're seventy-six, but. Oh, you're 70. I, that's right. I'll be 48 in June, so you just turned. Okay, so yeah, I'm 75. Did just turn, but we would have been in high school at the same time, and possibly in the same in the same grade. Yeah. Um, well, you know, um, we moved uh, from the West Coast to the East Coast this year, and now a proud East Coaster, and um, up in Portland, Maine. And so I went out with cousins and family, and uh, you know, drank too much and had an awesome time. So that why, is what I did. why did you do? Okay. So we, we just moved from the East coast to the West coast. So we just moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Sacramento, California. What, what's that? <laughs> why? I thought I saw you one way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so wow. You, why did you so move? You came West and I went, um, we've been in, um, California for 25 years by we, I mean, myself and my husband who's from New Jersey. And, um, we were just kind of done, you know, LA is an awesome place, but, uh, it was just getting a little too hot and fiery, although it completely isn't that now. And we were just kind of ready to give our kids a different experience mm -hmm. than the Los Angeles one. Yeah. Um, and ever since 2020, you know, I've been working from home and so it just sort of provided us this opportunity to say, where else in this country do we want to be? And um, I have a ton of family in New England and Portland in particular. And so we've uh, packed everybody into an RV, including the two dogs and the cat and the two kids, and drove across country. And um, here we are. That's so and you're, cool. Where are you in Sacramento? Yeah, Sacramento, Roseville. And how's, how's that? That's different from Atlanta. Holy cow. Yeah, well, you know, it's so our kids are, are grad. Well, like we have a twenty-two-year-old, and then we have one that's graduating high school. I could understand the kid thing, especially in L.A. But it's weird in, in a lot of states. You don't move across the country; you just move to a different part of the state. <laughs> that would be like better for right. the kids. Um, so it was a uh, it was a job, and I'd always wanted to live out here. We did the same thing. We did the cross-country trip as well. Um, my wife still has to come out with our five small dogs. And she's not going to rent an RV, but she's going to get like a minivan. So that, that's a struggle to try to get animals across the country. It was the hardest part of the entire trip was the freaking animals. We have this pug that just, you know, couldn't get his sea legs in the RV and kept winding up in the stairwell. Like we had to stuff it with pillows. It was just, it was chaos. So um, are you currently like recording from a boat? H how is it out there? <laughs> no, I mean, where we're at in Roseville, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, I don't think, I think we're good for rain for, for a little while now, actually. We got here right yeah. after the rain of biblical proportions. Like, so it was like 20 days straight or something. They had rain and so much drought out yeah. here, but yeah, so we're, we're good now. We're fine. The cross country trip was interesting with the weather, but other than that, everything was Welcome good. Welcome to California though. I mean, I got to tell you, I had issues with LA mainly because of, you know, there's just a lot going on in that city right now, but I am such a California lover. Mm -hmm. It will always be a part of my heart. I love that state so much. It's a really great place. So, um, you know, welcome. Yeah, thank you. The people are great. Like, the people are absolutely wonderful. It's just, they're, they're the sweetest, nicest mm -hmm. people in the world. A lot of people, I know, don't think that when they think of California. No. They think of Georgia. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, okay, so. Like, as it turns out, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm surrounded, you know, before our time is up with you, I'm surrounded by uh, American Dad fans. Like, I know Nelson is. I think, Nate, you are. Nikki D, I'm not quite sure. Uh, so I know they're going to bombard you with nerdy questions for American Dad. Well, again, by the way, new season, TBS, 10 East, 9 Central, uh, and some great special guests in season 18, like Pete Davidson, Angelica Houston, shut up, Jason Alexander, uh, who else is going to be there? Uh, Allison Hannigan, you know, just to name a few. So, Nate, would you like to start with yep. Rachel? You got a question? 
Yeah, Rachel, how did you come up with Haley's voice? Did were like did your brother coach you or did you just kind of decide how you wanted it to go or is it just you? <laughs> oh, that's such a funny question. Um because you know, I wasn't originally Haley, right? Like originally right. Haley was um and I'm going to blank on her name, Laura Prepon from That 70s Show, who has an amazing, distinct voice. Um, and But I think it just was a little too uh, deep, honestly, and too low for the character. And so they had me come in and uh, redo the pilot all those years ago. And I remember Seth saying, I just want her to sound like you. And I had done a lot of voiceover at this point. And um, I had a lot of, you know, different sort of characters in my repertoire. And I was like, oh, really? okay. And so, yeah, that was what he, he kept saying, just in order to sound like you. And that's been the funniest part of this job is that um, Haley is the closest to me of any character that I do in any of my other work, um, which makes it easy and hard at the same time because I definitely have to keep her consistent. I mean, I may be 47, but she's still 18. (laughs) (laughs) Do you dress like Haley as well, Rachel? I I don't. I have some strange Instagram fans that are always saying like, God bless Haley. I'm like, I don't know if anybody needs to see that, but um, yeah, no. Do you, do you go to like the cons? Is there, is there a con for America dad? I'm sure there is. Do you show up? You must have a huge fan base there. Well, I just started dipping my toes into this con world. I did Rhode Island comic con back in November and I'm doing the, you know, I'm here, whatever I'm doing Maine comic con in a couple of weeks and then one in Connecticut and then one down in Georgia. And then, yeah, I'm just starting this whole journey and it's actually really fun. I'm doing a couple with Jeff Fisher um, together, which are I'm really looking forward to because he's just the best human on the planet. And um, it's really fun because we get an opportunity to meet the people that are the reason that we're still on the air. So it's a blast to actually get to, um, to meet our fans. The cons are okay. They're a little crazy. They're a little weird. But, uh, <laughs> is it is it just for American Dad? But like, go back to like some of the first stuff you did, the Hanna Barbera stuff, like Johnny Bravo. Love Johnny Bravo. Dexter's Laboratory, very cool. Yeah. Do you do you have people come up and go, yeah. oh man, that was my favorite when I was a kid, and you're my voice? Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. That makes me feel ancient. By the way, at the last one I did, I had so many people who were big fans of um, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, where I was Eris, the goddess of chaos, and Mindy. And people are like, oh, that was my favorite show growing up. I'm like, oh, God, growing up. But yeah, okay. Um, and then lots of fans of um, The Owl House, which was a show I did recently for Disney. Um, and But, you know, mainly it's, it's Family Guy and American Dad. I mean, people, you know, these are they're pretty beloved shows. Every time I hear Johnny Bravo... You know, I think of the I do think of the cartoon because I did watch it, but the only reason I watched it was because of you remember that the Brady Bunch, right? The Brady Bunch. You know, clowns yeah. never laughed before, beans never grow, <laughs> ponies never ran before, all before I met you. And that was like my fa- most favorite episode of the Brady Bunch when he comes in singing that song <laughs> like I'll never forget. So Barry Are you wh- What's that? What's that? Dude, you got to take that DNA test. You got to take that DNA test. I'm <laughs> telling you. you. There's a lot of family similarities here. Because that's like Seth's too. I mean, he loved that episode. Oh, my God. It was like, So here's a funny story for you, Rachel. So years, a million, million years ago, I was helping uh, Howie D from the Backstreet Boys host his charity thing. Um, and uh, I, I had no idea who the, all the guests were that night for whatever reason. And I'm on stage, and I might have had a couple drinks. I was young in my career. And Barry Williams was there, you know. So Barry Williams walks by the, you know, Barry Williams, you know, uh, uh, the the big Brady himself, and and he's just got off stage, and as he's walking on the back, I go, oh my god, I, I dude, I had no idea you were gonna be here. I'm on stage with like thousands of people, and oh my god, clowns never laughed before. Beans, <laughs> he just looks at me. He had a guitar in his hand. He just kind of raised it and like kind of. Hey, man. Cool. Thanks, weirdo. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. One of my most like, favorite movies. Yeah, John, I mean, moments. That was Johnny Bravo. Nelson, you have a question for Rachel? Yeah, you know, Rachel, outside of the uh, outside of the McFarlane 
dynasty, who's the who's the best in the business to work with when it comes to voice acting? I'm sure you've been exposed to everybody. What a great question. Um, and honestly, the first person that pops into my head, and I'm such a huge fan of his, and he's the most brilliant voice actor I have ever met, is the wonderful D. Bradley Baker. Um, he is so profoundly talented you know he's sort of our generation's frank welker there's nothing that d can't do and he is so exceedingly kind and generous with his time and his knowledge because he's been doing it for so long um and just to watch d work is i mean honestly it's similar to to seth um he's just so versatile and so gifted but I mean, whatever. I, I I do have to say, I give a shout out to to my big bro. Um, <laughs> that is it's ridiculous to watch him do what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, to bounce between characters when we used to do table reads in person, and he would be there, you know, and he would be playing um, so many characters at once. Um, family Guy, obviously, Peter Quagmire, Brian, you know, um, Mr. Peter Schmidt, you know, you name it, and he would mess up everybody would start clapping because it never happened. <laughs> like he was like a robot. And then he would read a, you know, a Peter line as Brian and the room would just erupt because it was like, Oh, you're human. Thank God. Have you guys ever thought about doing an American dad podcast with the actual characters? Nope. I oh. never thought about that, but that would be so fun. Mm-hmm. We've talked about doing an album because we all sing and we all love to sing. Right. Um, I mean, Scott's got an amazing voice. He's got a great voice. Um, obviously, Seth, Wendy just humors us, you know. She's like, that's oh, fine. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. What if you did this podcast in a way where all the characters were not their characters? Like if they were pl- like, like Haley's playing Haley, but in Haley in real life, what would she be like if she weren't playing Haley on this podcast? Like a behind the scenes. Yep. No, I, lo- I love that. I-, I love it. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to see this yeah. happen. It's going to make okay. I'll, I'll pitch it. Yeah. Millions of dollars <laughs> for people. And I'm going to be going, that's my idea. They're going to be like, yeah, right. Like you invented it. You keep saying you invented American Idol too, baby. Whatever. Shut up. Yeah. Whatever, Johnny Bravo. Right, exactly. Shut up, kid in Sacramento. Get in the rain. Uh, Nikki D, question for Rachel McFarlane. Uh, my question to you is, has there been a role or, or like maybe a big animated movie that you may have wanted to go up for or you auditioned for but you didn't get it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm, I think the list is too large to even count. I mean, like what would have yeah, been your favorite? Feature-wise, so feature-wise, right? I mean, ever since I've been doing this, um, animated features have a tendency to tap celebrities. You know, I mean, if you look at a long time ago, even starting with like The Incredibles or whatever, it was always bigger names. So. Those have always been pipe dreams, right, to actually be able to do a feature. Um, But in terms of um, animated series and whatnot, um, gosh, I can't even, I mean, I'm sure there have been many that I've been close to and haven't gotten. There was one, um, I remember this series that, that, that a series that wasn't, it was a show that, Ryan Reynolds was trying to do on um, Fox and we did a pilot for uh, that. I, that slipped through my fingers. I got a bit part in it, but not the lead that I wanted. And I was really bummed about that, but you know, let's not feel too bad for Ryan Reynolds. Cause I think he's doing just fine right about now with his life cell phone empire. Yeah, just life <laughs> in general. <laughs> Nothing he does he's a sucks. There now. Didn't he just like sell his, cell phone company for like a billion dollars yeah and i think the article that i read was uh poor ryan he's only going to get 369 million dollars out of that it's like oh exactly i'm sure oh i'm sure i'm sure blake will be okay when he cries on her shoulder because she's so ugly too i know i know and he's such a nice guy too god damn it that's what i've heard that's what i uh so i'm a big chevy chase fan like he's my comedy icon and 
uh, or right. idol, I should say. And and I never met him, and I never got a chance to interview him. And I went and saw uh, a Q and A with him. I tried to host it, but his condition, he's got a guy, and it's kind of like a bit. But they did the, they they travel every Christmas for the Christmas vacation. And his wife tells a story mm-hmm. about because I always thought Ryan Reynolds should have been the one to bring Fletch back because Ryan Reynolds, I think, is the closest uh, to Chevy Chase's the, is his character, his sense of humor, and all that stuff. I agree with you. And yep. so Ryan Reynolds comes up to Chevy Chase's wife, or no, she goes up to Ryan Reynolds and goes, "Hey, I just wanted to meet you," and blah blah blah. And he didn't know who she was. Introduces and she says, "I'm Chevy Chase's wife." He goes, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" and just starts flipping out and tells her that he's his comedy icon, which I thought was kind of interesting. That that makes a lot of sense, and I totally agree with you. From I mean, from Van Wilder, from all the stuff he did in the beginning of his career, right. there's a total Chevy Chase side. I completely agree with you. Did, mm-hmm. Does your Did your brother have somebody like that? Um, yeah, I mean, he has a lot of, a lot of people like that, but you know, Seth was, um, such a huge Star Trek fan. I mean, that's not a shock to anyone and, um, such a huge William Shatner fan and, um, such a huge fan of John Williams and all of his, uh, works. And it's just funny because in the last year, I think I've gotten two phone calls from Seth where he's like, you're never going to guess who I just had dinner with. Like, I just had dinner with John Williams. <laughs> Seriously? Or he's like, yeah, I'm having dinner with Shatner tonight. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what is that like? He's just living out his childhood dreams, you know? <laughs> John, John Williams, the composer that for Star Wars. That is what he's doing. Right? John Williams, the composer. Yeah. Yep. Well, you, have, you have different ideologies right here. You can't be a Star Trek fan and have dinner with John Williams. I know. You're right. You're right. He does sort of uh, cross the streams with that one. <laughs> he's, a, he's a turncoat. You know, you can't be the Star Trek stuff and then <laughs> sitting down and taking John's time and have dinner with him. That's ridiculous. Um, right? So I know. I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you this, too. Uh, I, I'm sorry so many questions about your brother, but the, the, the thing that, that Seth is very good at doing is, is hosting everything from the roast, which is easy for him and people like that with that talent level. But when you go onto the big stage with these award shows, I always say you yeah. know, that you can't win. These guys, these people cannot win. The last time somebody won hosting an award show was like Steve Martin and Martin Short. You know, it, it's just yep. it, you can't win. But when Seth does it, he wins. Yeah. Is he ever nervous? I don't know. Does he? I think does so. He? I, I mean, I agree with you. The Oscars, let's call uh, it what it is. The Oscars is a thankless, thankless. I don't know why anybody would ever accept that gig. It's just um, because, yeah, people always think you did a terrible job. And, you know, we were there. I was there with my dad and my husband, and I thought Seth was phenomenal. I mean, he was so irreverent and hilarious and balanced his brand of humor with class and grace, and uh, he, he still got so much so much crap for that, um, you know, because people just didn't get what he was trying. The people who don't know him mm. and, or know his brand of humor didn't get what he was trying to do. Yeah. And um, I think that was why it was a one and done for him. You know, they asked him again and he was like, oh, thanks. No, I'm good. Oh, that's such a crime um, because, because. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, because why would you line up for that again? You know? Oh, it's just that's that will go down in history. And this isn't just lip service because you're on here as the, I'm. I haven't seen a better Oscars hosted, even as he has to stand there while they're not laughing and these just big production jokes are happening in front of them and it doesn't seem to phase him. Yep. I know. I thought it was so good, too. I really did. It was hilarious. And I think that was the thing. That was the whole running bit, right? And Shatner was even in it where it was like. You do the worst job ever. And so all the stuff that people hated, it was like, don't you get that that was the bit? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what would the worst job ever look like? Oh, it looked like we saw your boobs, right? How how was he afterwards? When you saw him afterwards, was he relieved? Did he think he did, did he failed or did a good job? Or he's like, I'm just glad it's over with. No, I think he just, yes. I think he was very glad it was over with. We McFarlands are good at a lot of things. Dancing isn't one of them. So that was the part he was the most nervous for, I think, with all the dancing and the choreography. 
Um, but I know he was relieved, and I know he felt like he did the job that he set out to do, right. you know? Yeah. And it was like everything that he does, people are going to get it and love it, or they're going to not get it and hate it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I agree, and I don't think it was just because he's my older brother. I, it was, I thought he did the best job as well. God, you guys, <laughs> such a great relationship, brother and sister. You like so proud of him and talking about him. And I'm sure if he were on, he'd say the same nice things about you. That's so, I, wanna be, I, I really want to be, I, I, I want to be in the McFarland family. There's no doubt. My, 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 my mind is made up after talking with Rachel. I am now going to go get a DNA test. All right. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> 344 episodes, new season of American dad, TBS Mondays, 10 East, nine central it is the extremely talented the way awesome rachel mcfarland rachel thank you so much for coming on we really do appreciate it absolutely jason it was really nice to talk to you and all of you guys there too so super fun all right take care and best of luck and hopefully we'll talk soon bye-bye yes enjoy california bye <laughs> we will bye get off my lawn it's old man kevin and the bs is done for right now Please share, like, and support podcastofbs.com. Now, get out of here.